Hello and welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining back this week. I'm recording on September the 16th, so halfway through September. Lots of moving pieces that we want to work through and talk to you about. Of course, this is the AEI Premium Podcast, and the goal for this podcast is to provide you with a little bit of a catch-up, a little bit of an update as to what we've been writing about, what we've been thinking about. I encourage you to check out the latest content and the articles, but also update your forecast with the latest information. The first thing we're going to talk about today is the USDA's WAS report that came out earlier in the week. And as you have probably have heard, big changes with respect to the production for corn and soybeans. So the first thing that we saw here is corn planted and harvested acre came down, harvested acres down by a million, and they also pulled out more yield. We're at 172.5 for corn. Of course, 181 was a starting point if we had trend normal, but we never started there. We came off of that, you know, right out the gate. And then we saw another reduction in August. And here we're down, you know, not quite 10 bushel below trend line, but we're starting to zero in on that. Of course, given the smaller production, the USDA has anticipated in higher prices. USDA has also anticipated less uses. So total stocks was at 14.5 billion bushels. Now it's at, you know, 14.3. So about 250 million bushel of a trim in usage. But in general, that brings the stocks to use ratio tighter. We're at 1.2 billion bushels of ending stocks, you know, more than 100 million reduction just from August. What are those? What does that look like with respect to the stocks to use ratio? Well, for corn, the 2022-23 marketing year looks to be at 8.5%. That's significant because we were at 10% last year, 8.3% two years ago, and the long run average is 13. So we're starting to get back to that, you know, eights in in the sevens. This is whenever things get really tight for the corn markets. On soybeans, you know, another very similar situation where they pulled additional acreage out of soybeans. So the soybean harvested acres came down 600,000. And they pulled about 1.4 bushel per acre out. We're at 50.5. And that puts us below trend normal of 51.5 for the year. Ending stocks on soybeans, 4.5% stocks used, 200 million bushel of carryout. That's tighter than what we saw in 21. And it was also projected in 2020 marketing year. Again, 8.2% is that long run average. So we're very tight for soybeans. We'll see how this continues to play out, especially given that soybeans kind of the first estimate that we had of a tighter soybean situation where the USDA do some trimming where they cut out 45 million bushels of ending stocks and the usage is down nearly 100 million bushels of usage. So they cut back on exports, but also domestic crushing as well. So we're going to keep an eye on this. and We'll keep you updated. The other thing we want to share this week are two articles that we've just uploaded around net farm income and government payments. It was in the beginning of September, the USDA released its initial estimates of net farm income. And a lot of folks noticed that 2022 estimates were slightly down from 2021. But we feel like most of those headlines missed the big point. And there's a few big points. First thing to note is that 2021 and 2022 at more than $140 billion in sector-wide income, these are among the highest that we've seen in the past. So talking about the top five years of farm income going back five or six decades. Second thing to note is that we have had, you know, incomes today are about double what they were just back in 2016. So not only is it record high, but it's a big improvement over what we've seen in recent history. 
one of the things that we dug into is to help folks, I guess the third point here to mention is that the USDA's net farm income estimates for both marketing years, 2022 and 2023, increased significantly. So they added about $24 billion in profit for last year, 2021, and they also added another $30 billion. So the outlook is dramatically improved just for a few months or weeks before that. So big changes. How how has conditions in the farm sector changed year over year? Well, again, net farm income in total is down about a billion dollars from 148 to 147 billion. But we saw big increases in the value of crop production, especially livestock, $43 billion increase in the value of animal production. But higher production expense, about 35 billion year over year. That's about a you know, when we look at the article, about 12% higher production expenses year over year across the board, and then lower direct payments. Those are down 15 billion. So that's how we got to this sort of unchanged. So the top line numbers are unchanged, but in the middle, we had big increases from the revenue side, big increases from the revenue with respect to commodity prices, setback from production expense, another setback as government payments have came back to normal. Speaking of government payments, we also wrote an article about that. And we noted it seems like just yesterday we were writing about record high direct farm payments approaching the $50 billion mark. Now they're you know among the lower end of the spectrum of what we'd expect historically, around $13 billion. One of the things that we're going to continue to write about and think about is how much ad hoc government programs have played, the role that they've played, how big they are. Really going back four or almost five years now, ad hoc payments have been a majority of the direct farm payments that it received. So ad hoc this year, there's about 13 billion, four and a half of that's coming from the traditional farm bill programs. And about eight and a half of that has came from ad hoc spending. And so without that ad hoc spending, we'd be having a very different conversations. We're on the low end of the spectrum today. Without that ad hoc spending that we've been seeing over the last several years, this year, direct payments would be historically low, unbelievably low. And that's mainly because of the ARC and PLC sunsetting. They've been phasing out, providing less value for producers, less payments for producers over time. So we're going to wrap up here this week. Again, encourage you to go check your scores for the Ag Forecast Yield Contest. We resolved the questions with respect to the September WASDI. We posted two new questions with regard to the October WASDI. And again, both crops look to have below trend line yields, but you can look back at your forecasts with respect to those long burn, you know, probability of the November WASI being below trend, thinking about when did your decisions really change? For me personally, I've really had to revisit the soybean situation. It was trending to the larger side of the crop production. Now it's trending to the lower side. So a bit of a smaller crop. Again, that's all for this week. In the meantime, stay curious. As always, feel free to reach out with ideas or suggestions for future ideas and topics for us to cover. Until then, thanks so much for listening. 